Welcome to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar, and on tonight's episode, we have returning comedian Mike Kaplan. I want to give a shout out to Scott Shapiro. I know some of you guys have heard about me being a lawyer, but if you have been injured on the job and need compensation, you may be entitled to payment that you don't know about. Not only payment for while you have medical treatment, but payment while you're off work and other compensation as well. Attorney Scott Shapiro has been helping injured workers for over 20 years in Chicago. Call him at 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. The law offices of Scott B. Shapiro are a full-service law firm, and in addition to workers' compensation cases and work injuries, the law office can handle any and all of your legal needs, including entertainment law. All consultations initially free of charge. So do not take a chance and wait. Once again, 312-648-8800 or check out his website at www.scottshapirolegal.com. Call Scott today. And now for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Easy came and easy went. Mama said this day's like this. All right, it's time for Singles Only. My name is Paul Farvar, and we don't have a voice of reason or a queen of common sense or a side girl tonight, but we do have an amazing guest uh, returning from, uh, I guess you were here recently, comedian Mike Kaplan. Uh, Happy to be back, and also I can make my voice as reasonable as possible. Yeah, we're going to have to be reasonable. We can't go off the cuff here. Um, You know, if if things get out of hand, we don't, you you know what, we'll take callers. We'll say, if if you have a problem... Callers, call us in. Or email, uh, find us on the street. Yes. Uh, whatever you like. The queen of common sense, that's I'll I'll take the, the crown for now. Yes. You'll just change your hat, and I'll tell people, I'll be like, he is now acting as the queen of common sense. Thank you. Okay. So um, I do know, uh, just from listening to other uh, podcasts, that there might have been a change since we last spoke to you in your status as a fully single individual is that correct oh that's yeah if i i was here about a year a year ago ish uh and at that point i was not in necessarily a defined relationship with another person and now i would say that i am in a defined relationship with at least (laughs) one other person at least, well, right. Let's and say one. It's, it's exactly one right it's now. It's exactly one. I, but it, so, yeah. so technically, you wouldn't qualify to be on this show anymore. But Sorry about that. The only reason we, well, we have to confront you with the contradictions, mm-hmm. if there are any, mm-hmm. because at the time, you were uh, a big advocate of polyamory. Oh, yeah. And uh, you still are. Still am. So, I mean, I feel like, I, not that I, I don't need to defend myself here. You do. Here. Okay, I guess. So I do need to defend myself here. Uh, and here's why, I mean, polyamory is essentially, you get the, everybody does it differently, but, but there are some ways in which you can be, uh, in a relationship, uh, as well as get some of the benefits of being single. So since those benefits are still in action, uh, that's why I am allowed to be here now. Okay. So the benefits being that what is it like a don't ask don't tell policy or oh no we, this this relationship I, this yeah it's uh more uh tell and ask and share and uh make sure that everybody is you know comfortable with all the things that are or may be or have been happening 
at any point. I have been in don't ask, don't tell relationships, and yeah. I prefer, uh, and my girlfriend prefers, uh, to know, to know things, so that you know we are uh, that she's not, you know, if I'm if I'm on the road, uh, you know, we we keep in touch, and uh, anytime like something uh, could or has or does or might happen, uh, we we communicate. Okay, so in the situation where something could or may or what communicate, what do you, how do you do go about that? Do you say you're talking to a person and you're like, I'll be right back? And that, you make a call or that's a fine question. A check in? So far, it's theoretical because okay. <laughs> uh, the discussions we've been having about this are ongoing, uh, and there there have been times in the past, like when we were like together, but not for as long, and so there were still some uh, like. You know, people who had been like grandfathered in. You know, like people that I like, I hook up with sometimes when I go to the city that they're in. And so, in those situations, uh, I would you know talk to my girlfriend in advance. Like if it's somebody who I you know already knew and knew that I might be getting together with, I would say, yeah, I might see this person while I'm in this town. And then that would be talking about it in advance. Uh, And then if there was some some reason to not do that or to uh, right. Uh, you know, basically not just uh, moving forward and uh, steamrolling and, you know, being like, well, we we talked about something once, so that's the way things are forever. Um, <laughs> so but, it's open yeah. communication, but is there a point where you think, I guess the question is in that situation, let's use your hypothetical, you're going into this town, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in that hypothetical, where is the line drawn where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm checking in versus kind of throwing it in your face? Uh, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I think, well, here, to back up and come at this in a different way, uh, there was a situation a few months ago where I had met somebody in another town uh, and, like, sort of told and told my girlfriend about it and that we had, like, maybe uh, we had, we had, maybe were going to go on a date or had gone on a date. I forget exactly where. Sure. Uh, in the yeah. same town you are in? or uh, No, a different town. Different so town. I live gotcha. in New York, went to another town. Uh, met a person at a show, uh, agreed to hang out like one of the other days that I was there, like made out with the person a little bit. PG-13, went, right. Yeah, went home, uh, told my girlfriend all the stuff that had happened, and she was like, cool, cool. And then the next time I was in that town, uh, I the plan was for me to, you know, I was like, I'm going to probably meet up with that person again. And my girlfriend was like, this is what sort of introduced the new... Uh, need for discussions right. because she was at this point now like she doesn't know this person other than through me and that's the thing now that she uh, would like more is to be involved like so the next time if I go to that town again and my girlfriend comes with me like maybe we'll all hang out like you know she'll meet the person get to know the person so that it's not just you know me doing something uh, that is completely disconnected yeah. from my experience with my girlfriend. You know, whether, you know, my girlfriend will be involved in the hanging out or will just now know in the future, like, oh, I'm going to hang out with that person. Great. I know that person. I get it. I'm, like, involved in your life and our relationship. And I don't just feel like you're, you know, off and I'm left alone. Right. So how did how did the relationship, since we last spoke, how did it turn into uh being in this polyamorous situation to now she is your non-exclusive exclusive girlfriend only yeah. person you call your girlfriend yes she is my number one uh you some might say primary partner okay uh but yeah girlfriend i don't have other girlfriends 
Um, like, there's other, you know, people throughout my life that have been, like, important in, you know, like, say, friend, some some might say friends with benefits, but right. in ways that I think that lessens that, it. Yeah, that, that sounds like yeah, more emphasis on the friend, you know, like, yeah. like you know, when you have... You can have a you can have a best friend, and then you can also have like very good friends, and you're not like oh those are just like my less best friends like yeah. you know you don't call them that necessarily. You don't say friends without benefits. Exactly. And so it seems like a non-issue. You're right. And, and so uh, there's a I don't know if we talked about relationship anarchy, which is uh, a model that I think is if not uh, overlapping completely or a subset of polyamory, but it's essentially like where there's no hierarchy at all in your relationships, like the same way that most people do friendships. Like if you, you know, if you have seven friends, you don't have them necessarily ranked from best to worst. You have just this one that I go bowling with, this one that I like talk extensively with about relationships, this one that, you know, I know just from comedy shows or whatever it is. Uh, And so... Uh, romantic relationships for people who practice relationship anarchy, uh, they work the same way. Right. Like where you're like, oh, that's this is the person that I go, you know, maybe we go hiking and then have sex. And then this yeah. person, we only go to movies and then have right. sex or, you know, whatever <laughs> it might be. And uh, there can be varying degrees right. of closeness the same way. Not yeah. all of them end in sex. Not necessarily. Okay. I mean, this, it, some people just see it as, like, different friends that have different activities, and some yeah. of the activities might be, like, physical, sexual, romantic, uh, and different, different the same way that in your different friendships you are close with different people, like, intellectually, psychologically, emotionally, yeah. spiritually. Uh, and so... From last year, so I met the the girl, my girlfriend, who is my girlfriend. Uh, we met almost two years ago, a year and a half, two years ago, uh, and we. I was in another relationship at the time that was a don't ask, don't tell, uh, open relationship, um, which ended just a couple months later of its own uh, reasons and accord and volition, and uh, that. So Catherine, my girlfriend now. Uh, she and I were sort of seeing each other and also seeing other people and telling each other everything about the people. Like, she was happy to know about my relationship. She was happy to hear about the other people yeah. I was seeing and share the, about the people that she was seeing. And she, about six months in, started seeing one of those other people uh, monogamously. And so we basically stopped being in communication for a little while because that guy turned out to be kind of uh, controlling and manipulative and emotionally abusive, which she didn't know at the time until several months later, which was right around, she got out of that relationship right around when I was here last. Okay. And so she was, I think, we were just, just getting back into the yeah. picture. Uh, yeah. So she was, uh, exactly. Um, and so we started seeing each other again then. Now, Having been, we were essentially, you know, we loved each other before as well, before she, you know, went, left on that, you know, monogamous excursion. Um, (laughs) And, but, and she had told me, you know, before when she was uh, choosing to do that, she was like, I love you, but I feel like this is something that I need to. Give it a chance, or at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, she's. That's, I've been in that position. There's kind of a, a, there's a joke that I tell, which is just the truth that this is, uh, where, she says, you know, I can only, it's, I'm sorry that I'm doing this, but I can only be with one of you. And I was like, well, you know, if you can only be with one of us, why not pick the one that doesn't say you have to be right. with only one of us? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I wasn't, and so she goes off with this guy. And I forget how much I might have told you about this last time, but, uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to be in the position of saying, like, hey, don't go off with that controlling mean guy. Like, stay with me, the controlling nice guy, right. you know? 
Uh, I ha- she had that's to. Not, yeah, it's contradictory in a way. Exactly. She had to do what she had to do. And she has to learn sometimes. On people need to learn. You could tell them anything you want, but yeah, she in a way it. had to leave to be able to return and then understand like for herself that what we had or what we could have, you know, because we weren't we weren't living together. We weren't dating exclusively. Yeah. We you know we were. Are you living together now? We are living together okay. now. Uh, so she came back into my life, or we came back into each other's lives, and. Uh, at, at first, I was, you know, not uh, not like suspicious, but I was like, well, you know, she uh, went away at one point before, so I was initially like cautiously optimistic that yeah. now that when she says she's here and she wants to be here and she understands, you know, now so much more like that she's, you know, uh, it was a, a hard situation. It was a very difficult, challenging situation that she was in, but the silver lining, like one benefit is that it helped her realize that we, you know, that we had something special that she even knew then. She's like, I, not, I don't guarantee, like, she wasn't guaranteeing that I'll always be here, always loving right. her. If she's gonna, you know, out. But, uh, but, you know, she was optimistic that I was still in the world caring about her, which was true. Uh, and so, yeah, so she uh, ended up you know, being back in my life, yeah. and we already got calls in. About oh, reasonableness. Yeah. perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's uh, she she came back, and she actually she had moved in with that guy, so that was one. She did move in, yes, and v- briefly, out. and so yeah, she moved out, and so didn't have a place, and so was uh, like crashing with me for a little while. Yeah. Uh, you know, while determining what she was going to do with, with it, you know, looking for a new place of her own. But while that was happening, I was on the road a bunch, so she was just sort of staying at what at the time was my home no, uh, because home. it was nice, uh, home, right. yeah, able for her to have, you know, private, uh, quiet time while I was mostly on the road. Uh, and then when I came back and was around more regularly, we, we liked being there in the same place. So we're like, well, time, yeah. you, and, you know, at any point, you can like she can leave, I can leave. I mean, obviously, it's my my name's on the lease, but uh, <laughs> either of us can leave the relationship, and either of us can leave the home, and that's. I well, was thinking you can't really your name legally. You're bound to. Yeah, stay well, there I could leave and pay whatever money, and well, uh, lease, yeah. yeah, exactly. Whatever the case is, Make I'm, it legal. I'm not. I'm not. You know, trapped by uh, by anything right. uh, other than uh, potential financial <laughs> obligation, but legal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a contract. It's a binding contract. Yes. That's what a lease is. Yes. But but I could definitely, you know, like, I could go away off the grid and stop. You know, like, that's, there's nothing physically stopping me. But they, you know, you would be served. Someone would find you. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm not saying I would do that. Jurisdictionally, back to New York to pay for the aforementioned contract that you may or may not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yes, definitely. I'm not saying I'm going to do that. If my right, landlord right. is listening, like, we're happy. I'm just saying we could, either of us could leave each other. That's, Correct. If I, if I get married. But if she does it, there's less consequences. Oh, yeah, she can leave him, no problem. Yeah, you uh, might be a little. My new, the, I want to put these in my new, if I ever do get married again, uh, as I was married once, mm-hmm. uh, wedding vows, I want to put in, like, you can leave. Like, you're allowed to leave. So death do us apart unless one of us makes a decision. I mean, decision. I wouldn't, or yeah. just take that line out. Yeah, I wouldn't say, you know, like, 
my my goal is for it to be like all backwards looking vows be like look i know for sure the past the past is full of me loving you the present is full of me loving you i'm optimistic that the future is going to be full of me loving you but because i love you i want you to be the happiest that you possibly can and if we determine that that's uh, best served right. not being together, then that's what we'll do. Yeah, it should be happiness levels check in. Maybe like a seven year renewal of a vow, and then like if you you know if if you are still happy, you know everyone takes a test in seven years. And say, are you still at a ten? I'm at a ten. Cool, we'll go another seven years. Kind of like a like an NFL contract. There's uh, two things that I want to bring up like that. One, that, do you remember the TV show Change of Heart? No. There was a a game. It was like you know not a game show like a not a reality show maybe it was a game show it was, was a, it next on mtv because i remember that show it wasn't okay. uh but it was I, it was on like i actually don't remember it was like on like upn or okay. you know that kind of thing uh maybe maybe it was on a network um <laughs> I, this is the most important thing let me name all the channels it could be um <laughs> change of heart was yeah. a was a game show sort of yeah like dating. A, a couple would go on that was thinking about maybe ending things okay they would eat each of the couple would go out on a date with somebody Not else that island show what no was no that? no survivor was, no no no, or, <laughs> no where you go and there'd be temptation temptation, temptation island. island yeah right, what's right. that island with the temptation i don't remember but <laughs> uh i think it was called survivor's romance yes um but yeah, so the two, the couple would go on the show. They'd each go on a separate date with a different person. Then they would come on the show, and they'd each hold up a card at the same time that says "Stay Together" or "Had a Change of Heart." heart. Yeah. Uh, and so this is so this, clever. They, they come up with these names. This would be like, like that. What is it about? <laughs> well, it's this island. Oh yeah. But it's not Survivor. Heart Island, I think. Um, <laughs> change of Heart. Okay. So, so the second thing is, I heard about a German politician some years ago that actually did propose that a marriage license should be like any other number of licenses yeah. where you do have to renew it. So, like, after and seven years was the exact amount of time yeah. that they suggested. And is that right? That was, that was oh, 100%. Wow. You were out. right on the number. Well, it's a seven-year itch or whatever they say. Seven years is when... You, oh yeah, you kind of evolve into the next being of yourself. I heard. I heard also said. that uh, st- I don't know how. I don't have the numbers. I don't have the data. But I. I definitely. I'm. I don't think I'm making up that I once read that there was a scientific study that showed uh, most couples that make it to seven years and past seven years then do Survive. stay together yeah. for you know. Decades. How long was your pr- your prior marriage? Uh, we were together for a total of three-ish years. Okay. So, so we didn't make doesn't it. Apply. No, 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 not a bit. But I, I've, I've... So my have, parents, my parents were married uh, 22 years and got divorced. So it's yeah. like, you know, there's obviously some there's other With marriage, especially with the, our generations, uh, our parents and whatnot, my parents are still together, but there's a question whether they should have been divorced 40 years ago. Sure. And the question is, when there's kids involved or a child and other issues, uh, it's a different... It's a different dynamic, but now we're in a, in this society uh, where you know there's there's this independence streak that people have that they work on themselves before they they work on uh, on a relationship. Sure. And so I think a seven year thing. What you have is a lot of my friends now who have been married, um, who got married right after college or what now, are now at the point where like, are we going to make it or are we going to get divorced? And I think it is seven to ten years is when people change again i mean obviously you are you know sort of gradually changing the whole time but yeah perhaps i know they say they say and this might be apocryphal 
that uh, after seven years, like all your skin cells are different, all your maybe all the cells, Is all the accurate? molecules. We're nothing if we're not accurate on this podcast. I mean, uh, did you uh, make up that skin cell? Thing? No, no, no. That's definitely a thing I heard and somebody else made up. Okay. But my <laughs> a, a good friend of mine who is a, a physicist uh, told me that at every pretty much moment to moment. Uh, quarks and subatomic particles are blinking in and out of existence and replacing themselves with identical, you know, particles. Well, they're that, not identical. They must affect you differently, right? Well, that's the thing is, on that level, I hear they are more or less identical, like to the point that you, you know, if you look in the mirror, you know, from one minute to two minutes, you know, a couple minutes from now... Uh, you look. You you still basically recognize yourself, even though all of these particles have subtle flashed. changes over time. Oh yeah. And you're saying maybe, may, or I don't know if you're theorizing this, but it sounds like we came up with a, a, a hypothesis that as you change uh, physically, emotionally, or mentally, there might be some changes that affect your ability to be the same person. I mean, I do. Th- I don't know what all of the ingredients are, but uh, I do think that. Checking in with your partner, uh, if you have, you know, if you're in a relationship yeah. with a, you know, a long-term partner, checking in with them probably more than once every seven years or ten years is a, a good idea. In fact, I think check. you don't talk for seven years. Look, yeah, we cannot talk about this relationship for seven years, but we'll check in. I mean, obviously, you know, if you you we can have make it a game show, a life and work and kids and whatever, or any combination of whatever you're doing that's not just the relationship and talking about the relationship. Uh, you know, you, you might not have a conversation about your relationship, you know, every day or every week or even every month, but it does seem like, uh, I value the opportunity when I, like, like I, I sort of, I do these morning pages every day. Uh, and sometimes I write just creatively, sometimes it's stream of consciousness, but very frequently I'll, I'll write, uh, an email, like I'll just write it to my girlfriend and it'll be if we're going through something difficult, it might be sort of processing what we've been going through or letting her know what I'm thinking about. More often than not, when things are, you know, on the on the up end of things, like I'll talk about, like if we had a shared experience in the past couple of days, or if I'm out of town and I want to share with her what I've been experiencing so that she's, you know, uh, still in touch. Like, I like, I like, like, as much as possible, like sort of connecting uh, up to the minute, you know, it, yeah. every every moment possible that you're like, because especially because this is like this relationship. Like, I, I've had a lot of wonderful partners, uh, and at so many for so many of them, I've thought, wow, this is this one is different, you yeah. know. But uh, for all the times that I've said that, this one is different. <laughs> uh, and but I and I mean that in a specific way. Like I'm, you know, the oldest, wisest version of myself like I've had so far, all the but... other experiences that have added up to this that I get to you know all the the various kinds of open and non-open relationships the various kinds of you know communication styles mm-hmm. and sets and skills and so uh it's now you know there's no guarantee that this is like I I don't know for sure that in one year or five or ten or twenty you know where I will be and where she will be uh, but we definitely both really value uh, talking to each other, letting each other know where we stand. Checking like, in. Yeah, checking in and communicating. Are you, do you, do you see yourself, if you can't do this hypothetical seven-year marriage, but it's the traditional marriage as we know it today, do you see yourself getting married again? Or are uh, you? I don't, I don't, I neither do nor don't. Like, there is something 
special like there you know this this relationship that i have now uh is something special that uh i do think about like oh it would be it'd be nice to i mean who's the i guess the question is who is the marriage for because uh maybe there would be some you know financial benefits like my girlfriend has uh, a job with better insurance you know uh and then if i but that's obviously not the main reason behind uh marriage existing as like this symbolic thing and for me this like the symbolism of it like i think being with somebody making a relationship work for 10 years or 20 years like seven yeah or seven those are like that's the valuable thing like the the label the piece of paper uh calling it marriage like that's not important to me but then also why not uh if what about having kids though do you see yourself having kids no neither neither of us right now uh plan to so that doesn't figure into it okay well that's a big reason where people that i've talked to about marriage that uh that are married so happily or unhappily they said a large part of whether you get married later in life is do you want to have kids and not to say you can't have kids being married or unmarried sure. but it's just another variable to to push towards marriage in addition to these financial benefits uh, trump's new tax plan which gives huge benefits to married couples according to the state of the union ah. um, um, i'm sure that whatever he said is true 100 percent. yeah it's been it's been packed check. um but um but yeah, those are the reasons people people want to get married. Now, if if we now can take that marriage idea, and you wanted to create a lot of reasons other people get re, uh, get married is because they want to show okay we have something special which is different than the special you had with the other relationships. Now, if Germany, this mm-hmm. person comes in and we can do this seven year thing, do you think that that that's like a game changer? Right? Would that change your mind on this? idea or value of assuming you still get all the benefits uh financially um uh whatever it is the other reasons i do understand your question i will i will jump in and say like the idea the aspect of marriage that is to show people that you have this valuable special important thing uh like that's not as important to me like that's the so the idea like and it's it's sort of like performative in a way uh, what do you mean? Like it's saying, it's saying, like the, so. There's the marriage, there's the relationship, and then there's like the the presentation of it. Like, right. look, everybody, like you know, a wedding is literally a, a kind of a performance. Right. Uh, I mean, it's not, you know, well, not the like, ceremony itself. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah. The pictures, say this now. Say this. The wedding yeah. engagement pictures are huge, very it's, important for social media. And I'm not saying that performances are bad. I mean, no. I'm a performer. That's true. Excuse me, but uh, I'm, I've been drinking ginger beer, and there was a burp. It happens. Um, I'm an honest person. That's the thing is, I I prefer for myself, uh, like when I like when I'm on stage, I mostly don't say things that aren't true. Uh, like there might be, you know, for or, or if I say things that aren't true, I think that what is not true and what is true are obvious. Like if something yeah. is a silly punchline. Uh, that the third line is always yeah potentially right uh, and so similarly uh, I guess I'm not saying that like weddings themselves or marriages are lies but they are they don't add necessarily they don't have to add anything like the uh, 
you know, I know people who have been in relationships that are not, you know, legal marriages for 10, 20 yeah, years. Common law marriage. And those are, in some ways, like, you know, strong, uh, a stronger demonstration. Yeah. You know, when the people can leave any moment, but they're choosing not to, when yeah. they're not bound by that legal stricture. There's That's that, a good argument to be made as to not get married. If yeah. you want to say, like, if you want to not get married, say, but look, honey, we've we've done this for so long without yeah. having to prove it. If you want to just shackle yourself to me and throw away the key, literally. We can do that. There was, uh, before, <laughs> for seven years. Before gay marriage was legal in the country and in New York State, specifically, I remember reading about this, that uh, there was a court case in which a, a New York judge said that gay people couldn't get married at the time for this reason. Uh, one, they said that essentially, and I'm sure, again, I haven't, extensively fact check this but my impression was the judge said straight people need marriage uh because they're the divorce rate you know the separation rate amongst straight parents you know and straight people in general like they need more incentive to stay together for for these families was the idea whereas in in new york state at the time like gay couples i guess were if they especially if they had kids like gay parents when they, because it was so much pr- probably harder to get kids, like if there were so many hoops to jump through. By the time they got kids, they're like, we, you know, we're sticking, we're sticking together yeah. here. We know for sure we've been together long enough to even wait through this process to that's get funny. it. And so they're like, yeah, so you can't get married because you don't need it. Right. No, that's actually. I had a joke when gay marriage was an issue uh, for when it was becoming legalized four years ago, where I was like, why I'm against gay marriage, and people obviously people would moan and groan, and be like, no, why do we have to, you know, they, we don't. Why does like white liberals have to ruin something beautiful that already exists? It's like now this guy had an out that didn't want to get married to his gay lover, sure, and now we ruined it for him. Like he he, he could be like, oh honey, I love you, I want to be uh, with you forever, but oh, it's illegal. Like why why do we ruin that? But then I heard someone else has a similar joke, so I stopped doing it. I understand. <laughs> and now it wouldn't make sense to do it. Now it's yeah. it's outdated. It's definitely just like marriage. No, <laughs> see, every time I say that, and we get call, we get people that text in. They're like, "Do you really think it's outdated?" I'm like, "No, not under this new German version. I think it's a very dated update. We update the Constitution with the Bill of Rights. We've updated the laws of marriage for inclusive inclusivity for gays. Um, why not update the concept in and of itself?" Two things. One, <laughs> uh, not important, and one more important. The not important one. Uh, you just said, you know, the idea of it being outdated compared to it being updated. It's fun that out and up oh, are yeah, not opposites. The wording. Yeah, it should yeah. be downdated or indated. Uh, <laughs> now I've inundated us. So uh, <laughs> now the important thing uh, is that, I mean, marriage is at, at least now, maybe now more than ever, and maybe it always has been, but uh, sort of an invention and a construction of the people that are in it. Yeah. Like today, you know, you can have... Uh, you know, people of any gender in a marriage, legally in in America. And you can, you know, marriages can be open. They can be not open. They can be polyamorous. They can be, uh, I mean, both people can be asexual. The people don't have to sleep together. They right. can Different sleep rooms. together. They can have kids. They don't have to have kids. They don't have to live. Some people don't live in the same house. And the, the question of, like, what marriage is, quote, unquote, supposed to be, uh, you know, whether it's society or religion, or whatever culture, sure, or, it's enormous, yeah, right. the I that like those things. Of course, those exist as concepts, but so many people exist outside 
most of the norms. Like variety is is the norm for right. for the most case. For the most like I feel like uh so especially now like when people are like, Oh, is marriage outdated? I mean, what do you mean by marriage? Like marriage is literally whatever you want. Like if you wanna you could have a different thing and don't even call it that, you know? Yeah. Like but it's the name isn't important. Like what it is is the important thing and what it is is what's agreed upon by the people that are in it. Of course, the legality uh, does but have some effect. But that's the thing. In a, in a legal marriage, you cannot put a clause, to my knowledge, where it's like, but you're allowed to, you know, sleep with people. I mean, there's no, I mean, unless you, you can't put that in there. I mean, there's the construct of marriage limits what you can and can't do in a legal marriage. I mean, you can't say like, oh, we each get two like, do you, whatever. Do you know that like is adultery a crime in every state? Uh, no, but it's adultery is a cause for separation in many states. That this is an interesting thing. Like, why couldn't you then have? Because if you put if you put language, so for example, when it comes up more often is when there's a, a, a an agreement, a prenuptial agreement that states if so-and-so, uh, and, and I think Tiger Woods had a similar thing that was popular, uh, it's like, if you cheat on me, his wife said, this is automatically the sum, lump sum that I get and uh, the marriage is nullified. And, you know, theoretically, adultery can end marriages in a lot of states. Sure. is a basis for, uh, now, whether someone pursues it, that's a question. I mean, I guess the parties can both agree, like, non-legally, that, hey, but we won't, you know, we're going to agree to be polyamorous in this marriage, but um, but we can't put it down in writing. I mean, why, I, I guess my question is, why couldn't you put it down in writing? That's a good question. I mean, of course, the best if case adultery scenario... adultery isn't criminal, yeah, you're right. Uh, and the fact that, like, yeah, you could have, if two people get together and legally marry and they are polyamorous and they date other people, uh, either together or separately. And then if one of the people does decide that, you know, they want to be vindictive for whatever reason, if they want to get out of the marriage, right. then they probably would have access to the, you know, to this legal recourse that they wouldn't have thought, you know, that it would have been like if they're doing a complete turnaround. If they wanted to, right. Yeah, and that yeah, would be, that would be, I think, you know, morally... Uh, unacceptable, but uh, that is a legal question for a divorce law final as a third year law student mm-hmm. that we need to have addressed. That so, makes sense. <laughs> callers, let us know. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I would I would say that mostly, I guess. So I guess if I got married, then uh, again I would definitely check what the laws were <laughs> and put as many things in writing right. as made legally sense possible yeah. to do which so makes maybe maybe we're talking me out of like let's not do it <laughs> no, no thanks yeah well on that note we are we are out of time mike mike where can people find out about your you uh, online social media and website and all uh, that stuff mike kaplan if you put it in spelled the weird way that i do it into anywhere online myq k-a-p-l-a-n uh you know twitter instagram YouTube, uh, iTunes, etc. Oh yeah, absolutely. Friendster, um, <laughs> LinkedIn. Uh, my first LinkedIn. Do you have a LinkedIn? I, I'm sure I do, but uh, 
haven't looked at it in a long time. Uh, a buddy of mine, Chris Duffy, is a funny comedian who, for a couple of years, had to put on his LinkedIn profile that he was the president and CEO of LinkedIn. Oh, nice. Uh, but he wasn't. But no uh, they, they did two years later. Huh. But for a while, it was going, and he he tried to tell them that they couldn't because he was the president. But, (laughs) uh, and if you want to reach me at my college email address, my first email address was uh, st96-3412 at pip.cc.brandeis.edu or uh, mykkaplan at gmail works now. All right. Thanks so much, Mike, for being on the show. And uh, also, as always, thanks, Mike, our engineer, for making this possible. Thanks, Mike. And thanks, everyone, for listening. That's another episode of Singles Only podcast. Goodbye. Ooh.